Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Ahe from Geek Empowered and we're changing things up on the podcast. We're going to switch it up from teaching people the tech things because technically you can Google a lot of stuff. You can catch our videos. We have so much content on the tech things that we do for the businesses that we work with. And we're going to take a different approach. We're going to talk about running the business, the behind the scenes of, of getting it all done and building a startup and working on different projects and and just pushing through it all. So we're changing from Geek Empowered on Air to A Geek Empowered, where I personally talk about my journey starting a Geek Empowered business and going through the pitfalls and the ups and downs of running a business and staying on track. So stay tuned. But before we get into things, let's hear a word from our sponsors. So when I first started Geek Empowered, of course, I went through all the task of getting the right name in place and getting the right website up and and the hard part of actually getting customers to pay your worth and, and get through everything. But I will say without a doubt, the hardest part of running a business is actually running the business. <laughs> and I mean that. Well, when everything's great, it's super easy to run a business and manage everything and do the work for your clients. The hard part comes when the shit hits the fan and you have to figure out how to run this business while managing all the fires that are starting to pop up around you. And for me, this has happened... I want to say two to three times, including this time. And I learned my lesson from the first two times where I ended up just continuing my day to day as if I was going to miss out. And what I mean by that is I was constantly taking on more work. I was bringing in more customers, more clients, building more websites. And I was trying to get in as much as I could so I could continue to have income coming in or revenue coming in. And what ended up happening those times where I tried to continue working was the personal dilemmas kind of overpowered everything else that I was doing. It affected my work. It affected my communication with my clients. It affected how available I was to actually work. It affected my mindset and whether or not I was focused enough to get the work done right. It was just a hot mess. And I ended up paying for it at the end. I lost some really good clients. I had to stop work for other clients who understood what I was going through and just kind of halted that work. And then once everything was calm, I was able to pick back up again. This time I had to do, I forced myself to do the opposite where life hit and I paused everything. I communicated with my clients, the ones that I had to let go, the new leads that I had to turn down. I knew I was in a space where I could not 
truly focus on the work and be in that work, be present in that work. So I had to turn down everything. And, well, not everything, but I turned down most of the work. And it made me question a lot about what my purpose is, what am I fighting for, what is the mission that I am trying to accomplish through Geek Empowered, what is that thing, is this a situation where I need to look at my career, do I need to look at my skill set, do I need to look at my management skills, my productivity skills, like there was so many things that was just in the air that I had to question as a business owner. And in order for me to think through that, I just, I forced myself to put a pause on everything. So here's some things that you can do to be less hard on yourself and to get through this down period in your business because we all hit it we just don't talk about it that much and usually when we don't talk about it people don't quite understand when they see the inspirational quotes or they see the messages of just keep going and usually when people read it they're like yeah I keep going but crap like life is hard how do I keep going And I'm going to talk about some of the things that have helped me and some of the things that I wish I would have done more of or I wish I would have known ahead of time. So I'm going to talk through that. And the first one is something that I talk about all the time on in my other uh, podcast called Burnout, which is always have that support circle, that support system that works for you. So emotionally who can you talk to that's going to be understanding from a business perspective and understanding from a career perspective and then also know a bit of your history so for me i suffer from seasonal depression and i suffer from generalized anxiety disorder so for me when um small things whether it's a small thing or a big thing when things occur my mind can take it to a whole nother level and it might not even be ready for that level so like let's say a customer gets upset for whatever reason my mind will immediately take it from oh i forgot to send him an email to oh my god i'm like the worst person in the world when i run into business so you just have to understand how your brain works and and you have to have that support that also understands like how you think through things. So even if you cannot pull yourself out of something mentally, you can have that support or that friend that can kind of talk you down from that ledge. So that's really good to have. Also have a financial system in place, which can be difficult because this kind of It kind of is on the fence of like, you need the money because you have to survive versus what are you going to do for that money? Like how desperate are you to get that, that money? And are you going to suffer in the long run? It's something that I used to do all the time in the past is I didn't care what the project was. If they were paying, I was going to take it. So if they were like, hey, I'll pay you 
$50. That was like the magic number. I'll pay $50 to um, fix this domain issue or $50 to fix this or to troubleshoot this issue that I'm running into. Like I was all about it. So I kept steering away from my $2,000, projects that I'm supposed to be, you know, marketing out and getting leads for. Instead of me doing that, I'm spending not even an hour, not even two hours. I'm talking like days. Like I would end up spending days on a $50 project or not even a project, a $50 task, a $40 task, a $25 thing. And the time that I was spending to do these smaller tasks, I would end up losing money. And it was extremely hard for me to understand that because, ooh, excuse me. <laughs> it was extremely hard for me to understand that because um, my mind was so stuck on the, but I need this $50 right now. I need this right now. I need that right now. So um, with all of that said, Take on work that you're able to take on to have that financial support. Don't get desperate because when you get desperate, you're going to get caught up in some things that is going to waste more of your time and it's not going to be worth it at the end because they pay you immediately. That goes towards whatever it is that you got to spend that money on. But then the time that you spend kind of working on that thing is going to end up taking way too much time. Like you're going to find out like that, that $50 holla uh, task that you were supposed to do is going to turn into eight hours of work, 16 hours of work. And your rate might be $150 per hour, but you just spent a good 10, 12 hours on something that you thought was going to take like 20 minutes. So you have to, if you are going to take on those $50 things, because I understand it's hard to turn down money. If you are going to take on those tasks, then make sure that you are absolutely sure that you have all the details because sometimes people like to spring it on you last minute. They're like, oh, it's just a small thing. But then you find out they're like using GoDaddy and they forwarded a domain to something else and their hosting is with these other people, but they forgot to pay the bill or there's an SSL issue. Like they tell you a little bit of the issue and then you find out like it's an iceberg and there's all this stuff underneath it that is falling apart too. So you don't want to get caught up in that. Make sure you have all the details of what you're doing and it goes by smoothly and it's something that you can fix right away so you can move on and get your bigger projects. So the second thing that you should do that I did is going to be very difficult, but I promise you it's worth it because at first you're going to be like, God, I can't do that, but I promise you it's worth it. And even me saying that, I'm like, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Just keep going. Look at your existing workload and terminate projects that no longer serves you. Super hard to do. Yes, it might end ugly for some clients, but if it does end ugly, then that kind of tells you that it shouldn't have happened in the first place. So this was more 
hmm, this was my situation the last time I felt like life was falling apart and I needed to get everything together. A lot of the stuff that I was doing was not serving my purpose. A lot of the stuff that I was doing was not even under my job description. Like it was just a hot mess and I felt it. And I'm the type of person, I'm a Libra. I'm a Libra, I always get this mixed up. I'm a Libra Leo rising or Leo facing or sun Leo. I don't know. I'm a Libra with a little bit of Leo. Like, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but that's what that's what I looked up and I was like, okay, that's what I am. And and for me, the Libra side of me hates conflict, but wants fairness. So it's very difficult to say no to people. It's very difficult to step away from a situation that is not good for you, that's draining you. And I'm not saying just go across your board and start firing everybody, but a really good exercise I did with my mentor and friend, thank God for her, like she had me literally look at a spreadsheet and list out all of my clients, all of them, anybody that I am interacting with from two years ago, people who I'm interacting with now, leads that I'm talking to, literally everybody, past clients, like all the stuff just listed out. And we went through everything. We went through, okay, what is this person buying from you? What did they buy from you? Are you done with this client? Are you still communicating with this client? Are they still paying you to do something? How is that experience? Is it something that they can do on their own? Is it something that they absolutely need you to do? Is it something that they can hire somebody else to do or their team to do? And we did that for about, I think at the time I had, I want to say 30 to 40 clients which was ridiculous, especially for the service that I was putting out there into the world. And I realized like a good 70% of the clients weren't really clients. They were just like something that they were like, oh, help me fix this thing. And then it kind of turned into a long-term thing, which can be good sometimes. But we literally had to look through everything and see how much work I was doing and whether or not I was A, doing free work or B, doing too much work for what I was getting paid for or if it was something that I was just volunteering to do it and because I felt bad or I felt whatever, like I literally had to face the music and look at everything and see what was I doing. And it helps you realize, okay, some of this stuff has to end because one of the things that I wanted to prevent because I saw as a business owner, I saw this pattern and I saw that the services that I was providing were, they were becoming a burden and not a, not something valuable for the clients. And I was wondering like, okay, well, this is something people need. Why is it turning out this way? Do I suck at what I do? Am I like not doing things right, like what is going wrong? And that will help you see that. And you have to take some things off of your shoulders. You have to end relationships between you and clients where you are no longer serving them in a way that is valuable. And the project is no longer serving you as a business. And it's very hard to do, but I promise you, 
it's worth it on the days that you wake up and you're like, I don't have any crazy deadlines that I got to hurry up and prepare for, or you don't find yourself procrastinating because that is a side effect of taking on too much work that is not for you. You'll end up procrastinating. You'll literally put off stuff to the last minute and then you're scrambling to get everything together where we're, we became entrepreneurs to kind of love what we do and we're passionate about what we're, do, well, what we're doing and we're like, I'm going to change the world by doing X, Y, Z and we're not doing that. We end up procrastinating when we're wanting to save the world and all of that and it's not healthy for us. It's not healthy for us to have that type of mindset when it comes to something that we are choosing. And I remember seeing this quote. Um, oh my God, I'm going to screw up the quote. Let me see if I can hurry up and find it. Oh my God. I'm always like that. I'm like, I find like 90 like inspirational quotes. I'm like, oh my God, I got to use that. I got to remember that. I got to do this. I got to do that. Let me see if I can quickly find it. It was an old one. I take way too many screenshots. I'm just going to butcher it. Oh, here it is. Uh, found it. So this quote is from I Don't Do Clubs Instagram. And it says, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. So if it's something that you're not changing, you're choosing it. And I constantly do that to myself on a day-to-day where I wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm not happy about what I'm doing with Geek Empowered. Why am I feeling this way? What is going on where I am not just like... Because in the beginning, I'm not going to lie, in the beginning when I did Geek Empowered, it was about getting people together and starting businesses and changing the community and inspiring people to make change and do all these things. So I was up. I was choosing to be up two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, writing on sticky notes and writing on notebooks and like drawing diagrams and like figuring out all the things. It was like, who could I talk to and who could I interview and what and this and that. And like, I was choosing to do that. And then somewhere along the line, the opposite happened where I was just, it went from me being excited staying up to me being behind on deadlines and waiting for things to be last minute, staying up and working on things. And then it turned into, I'm just avoiding this altogether. So you really want to look at what is no longer serving you and what is no longer serving them. And why are you continuing to do this? And that's where you're going to really hit some nerves in yourself. You're really going to hit some chords. You're really going to be like, oh, crap, I have to think this through. And it hurts to do it. And you're like, I've been avoiding this. I don't want to think about it. I got to figure out the burning fires that are on the other side. But if you don't work through it, you end up running into a cycle. And that's what happened this time. I was like, oh crap, this is a cycle. This is a pattern that keeps happening every two years. What's going on? So look through that list. Clear off your schedule. Clear off some projects. And I promise you, you'll be relieved. And you'll be able to think through, like, why am I attracting these projects? Why am I doing this to myself? If I am not happy in this space 
why am I in this space? Is it the space? Is it the people? That was another big thing. And we'll get into that next. So the next thing that I had to look into for myself and that I wish I would have done or knew about sooner is understand that something has to change. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there. There's Gary V, there's Mel B. Robbins. I don't know why I wanted to make that rhyme. Like, there's Gary V, there's Mary B. (laughs) But um, there's so many entrepreneurs out there where they life hits them stuff happens all the time they're dealing they're probably dealing with more stuff because they have tons of employees they have different venues or different projects that they have their hands in and they're constantly like working through lots of fires and what you don't want to do which is what has happened recently to me is you don't want to be stalled for way too long Now, I understand life happens, like big things happen. And sometimes you just have to take that break and we'll get into that. But you want to make sure that you don't fall into a really dark space where you are feeling alone, where you are feeling like this is the end and like I'm I'm not getting out of this. Like you don't want to fall into that. So what you have to do is recognize that something has to change. It has to, because again, if you're not changing it, you might be choosing it. And I'm going to say might, because there's some situations that you can't do nothing with. It's just there. It's just there. And you're like, okay, what do we do with this? So, excuse me. So I usually look at three things and sometimes it could be more, it could be less when it comes to things that has to change. Either the work needs to change what you're doing the people needs to change the people you are working for or your mindset has to change how you're viewing your situation for the work i went through a career i went through major career i don't even know if i want to call it career but like i went through major changes when it came to my work history and now that I'm thinking about it, this is probably the third time I had this like situ- this feeling come overcome me and just like ground me and like humble me and say, hey, let's get this together. The first time it happened, um, I was braiding hair. That was my that was my job. That was my career. My dream was to was to have a salon, an international one and just work there that was my dream and something occurred where I can't even remember what happened I think I just saw myself feeling stuck I saw myself I I recognized in the position that I was in in order for me to get any growth I was going to have to physically work super, super duper hard to get there. Like super hard, like crazy hard. Like, is this like, do I really want to do this? And 
a lesson that I learned through, uh, who was it? Uh, nice that the YouTuber, I don't even know what he's doing now, but he said something that will always and forever stick with me. And he said, a lot of people, when they have these dreams that they're going for, when they have these things that they want, they are excited about the end process. Like, what is that thing? And the rock star, I think I've said this like a million times too. Like the rock star analogy is usually the best analogy to use for this. So as a rock star, people want to be on that stage with the crowd screaming and you're like, God, 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 just go for it. And we fall in love with that. We fall in love with that. We're like, that is what I want. That's what I want to do. When in reality, you have to, in order to get there, you have to fall in love with the process. You have to love the practice, practicing, and you have to love just playing on the guitar and doing the same chord over and over and over and over. You have to love working with the band and understanding their role in all of it. You have to love the touring and like traveling on a small bus from city to city to city to city. Like you have to love it. You have to be in love with it because if you hate it, you're going to do everything possible to avoid it. You're going to avoid it because you hate it. Like, why would you do it if you hate it? So you're going to avoid it. But then you're con- you're conflicting yourself because you're like, but I want the rock star dream. But I hate this thing. But I got to do it to get to there. So that it, it, you're kind of like sludging through it. And you're like, oh, my God, I just hate all of this. But I'm going to do it because that's what I want. And it's just and you end up being miserable. So for our entrepreneur, we always think about, okay, well, what is that end goal for us? And and why are we doing it? And what are we picturing? We're picturing the TED Talk. Like, I always tell myself, like, I'm going to do a TED Talk. And we're picturing that and we're picturing the really big office and the team of people that's working for us. And, and we see all these things that we fall in love with. But then we also have to fall in love with that process. We have to fall in love with understanding how our business works and the marketing and the business cards and the networking and and the workshops that you have to do. And we have to fall in love with hiring people. And I want to say firing people, but that sounds odd to say. But you have to fall in love with that process of running a business and serving the people that you serve. Because if you hate it, then what, what are you doing? <laughs> like if you hate the people, if you hate the people that you're serving or you hate the work that you're doing to serve people, you gotta, you gotta look into that a bit because it's not, you're not gonna last long. Because as soon as that big, huge thing hits, which it, it has for me, it is hit like with clients. Clients are like, I will sue you, like, I hate you. Like, what are you? like I dealt with all kinds of like, whew, I don't even know what to call it, like, just all kinds of things where you're just like, I think I'm done. But because I loved it, and I was like, this is the dream. This is what, like, I quit my job to do this. I just kept pushing or I'll get like some little bit of hope that's like, just keep pushing. Like, here's a client for you or keep pushing. This person wants to talk to you. So like that kind of just pushed me through it. But if you hate it, you really got to look at what needs to change. Is it what you're doing? Is it the people? Now with the people, that's a whole other thing. Like, if you are not working with the clients that you want to work with, it's a mark is one, it's a marketing issue you're running into. 
well, that's probably it. It's, it's really a marketing issue that you're running into. And then the biggest thing is with that marketing, it's probably your messaging. And for me, it took a really long time to learn this because in the beginning, you, you're taught about having a, a target market. Everybody cannot be your target market. This message has been drilled down to everybody. If you don't know by now, learn now that everybody's not your market. Because if you're selling to everybody, you're selling to nobody. You have to really pick that niche. And that's been the hardest task for me throughout this entire process is who am I trying to serve? And I realized the people... For me, it was a little bit of a different situation because I always came into a for-profit space with a non-profit mindset. So it was really hard to differentiate that these are people that I want to help. Do I want to take money from these people? That's a whole nother question. So I had to ask myself a different form of the question. Like, who am I trying to take money from? And who and what am I trying to do for them? And then as a like a subset of the work that I do with that, I'm able to take time or space or money to actually help the people that I want to help. So for me, I was always fighting this this big conflict of like, I want to make money, but I want to serve these people. So you have to work through, okay, who am I taking money from? Who... Who am I going to charge? Because if I, I'll use myself for an example. I always wanted to serve people who were facing barriers in their business. And for me, in the beginning, those barriers were people, the barriers were like, okay, maybe they don't have access to computers or they don't have access to the right hosting or they don't have access to the right technology that can help you get just the bare bones of your business running. Like that was my thinking with everything. So it was hard for me to come to people who didn't have the bare bones of their business and be like, hey, pay me a thousand dollars and I'll get you the bare bones. When for them, they're like, I ain't got no money. I'm just trying to, you know, make do with what I got. So it was really hard to work with that. So I found myself in a pattern where I was trying to help these businesses, but I couldn't charge anything. Like my heart wouldn't charge it, or I was just like, but I gotta help you, so I'm gonna take whatever you have. And I'll literally tell them, like whatever you have, I'll take. You have to learn that your customers are your customers. So not only do you have to figure out your customers, you also have to make sure that your customers see the value of what you are giving to them. Because we can find a customer from anywhere if if they feel like they just want it or need it or whatever. But you have to make sure that you are reaching people who they know that they need you and without you, they're going to suffer. So you have to make sure that they're understanding the value because if they don't understand the value, they are not going to take you seriously when it comes to the work that you do and actually paying you because they're going to say, well, 
I don't need you. I can just go to Squarespace. So I don't need you. I could just go to GoDaddy Web Builder. And your job, and this is why everything ties into your marketing, if you are facing a problem with the people that you're working with, is, is literally your job to convince your people who you are targeting for is your job to convince them, convince them that you deliver value and without you, they're going to suffer or they're going to have to find some strange way to make their stuff work for them. So a good example might be healthcare or a home health agency, a home healthcare agency. So they could be talking to everybody, but if they're talking to me, I don't need them. I need a babysitter. But I don't need I don't need a CNA. I don't need a nurse to take care of me or me and my kids. So they will have to find their people. And once they find their people, they will have to tell them like, hey, you need us because you don't want to keep taking off of work to take care of grandma or to take care of your child. Like if you have like a child that needs these types of services, like you want to portray the message of like, hey, you're going to suffer more if you don't get our services. So somebody may look at that home healthcare agency and say, I need them yesterday. Like I need them right now. Why didn't I know that this existed? Like I need you take my money. So you want to look at your people and you kind of have to, you don't go directly to them and question them, but you have to question yourself on whether or not the people you work with are valuing the service that you are offering to them. And usually you can get good signs of that when there's good communication between the client and the person, the person that's delivering that service. There's good communication there's good feedback. They're paying you what you're worth. They're respecting your time. There's so many different things that can give you a good sign of like, okay, this person, like they need me. Let me make sure I'm delivering good stuff for them. So the last thing I wish that I would have prepped myself for is the mindset that you can have while you're facing all these different challenges in your business. And the big one for me throughout all of it was that this was the end all be all. And like, I had to get this right. This is my thing. I cannot fail. I cannot fail this because I, or not even just fail it. I was okay with failure because I I had no choice but to deal with the failures. But I was not okay with giving up and doing something completely different, like completely changing it up. And I remember going through, oh Lord, I remember going through, a, I want to call it a three-year period. I think I was even working while this was happening. And... I wanted to be a blogger, then a vlogger, then a media company, then a startup space, and then a community, an online community. And then I think I finally went to services, but then I was like, I'm doing all the services. 
So then I found myself doing a lot of logos. So then I was like, okay, well, maybe this is graphic design. And then I went from graphic design to social media, but I knew nothing about social media. Excuse me. So then I went from social media to web design and I kind of stuck with web design. So for a really long time, nobody knew what I was doing. They had no idea. Like they, they thought a lot of people just stuck with photographer because they saw a lot of pictures. So they were like, okay, well maybe she's a photographer. And then it took a while for people to understand that I was like the tech person. Because even though my service was web design, my content was about all kinds of stuff. Like I was talking about any tech tool that popped out. And I was like, look at this cool thing. Look at that cool thing. Look at this, look at that. And it just took a while for people to say, oh, she builds websites. That's what she does. And I was really, really stuck on, I can't change what I'm doing because it took forever for people to find out what I'm doing. So I just have to do this thing. And then um, what I learned to realize is that people change. People mindsets change, people skill sets change, people passions change, like that can change. And for me, I wish I was like, One of the people that either had like a really good talent, like this is that person, this is what they do, like basketball. Like they do basketball, they love it, they're passionate about it, they're good at it, they're gonna have a career in that. And for me, it was a bit of the opposite. It was more like, I know how to study things, research things, look up things, so then I just picked a thing. And I knew I wanted to be in the tech space Like that part I knew, but then like my idea of a technologist was completely skewed and off. And I was like, okay, well, I got to do something in this tech space. So then I kind of landed on what I wanted to do and things changed. Sometimes you find something better. Sometimes you find something completely different and you just have to figure out how do you change that path to what you want to do. And even my friend, my mentor, the ones that the one that's been helping me through all of this, I remember she literally just asked me, what is something that you love to do? And I felt guilty. I immediately felt guilt. I felt ashamed. I was just like, well, I can't tell her because so many people invested in me and like spent money on the services that I provided. And I put so much energy out there to say that I'm the person for this thing and come to me for this. And and, it, and I felt embarrassed because it's like, okay, am I really done with this? Am I really changing out of this service that I provide to do something completely different? And I had to remind myself like, okay, what is that core thing that I am passionate about? What is that core thing that I'm trying to change in the world? And does is what I'm doing aligned with that? Is it aligning with what I feel passionate about? And I just have to accept it. And, it, and it's hard to accept that because we get in our head about so many different things. So you want to make sure that you are not holding yourself back. You want to make sure you want to accept that some things are just the way it is and you got to follow through with it or dig it to the opposite. Like if it is something that you're really passionate about and you're kind of just 
dragging your feet on it, you got to dig into why you're dragging your feet on it. Another thing with the mindset is just that hustle hard mentality kind of has to go. You have to, we, like, I remember years ago, I was the opposite. I was like, you gotta stay up. You gotta do the things. If you don't do the things, you suck. But (laughs) sometimes enough is enough and you want to make sure you're getting your sleep and you're drinking your water. And even now, like I keep burping during this podcast episode because I'm drinking my water and, um, you want to make sure that you're fully rested because the one thing you cannot do when you are stressed is think clearly. When my friend asks me that question, what do I want to do every day? Like, what do I love? And for me, that's creating, for me, it's creating content. That's what I love doing. Um, I started off blogging and then I went into taking photos and then I went to videos and, and what people come to me the most, if it's not something super technical, a lot of people come to me with how do I start my podcast? How do I do this? How do I edit this video? How do I do all the things? So for me, um, that is something I always loved and it was consistent throughout everything that I did. But when she asked me for two weeks, I couldn't come up with an answer and it, and it got me so bad that I could not do anything else until I figured out the answer. And I swear, I wrote down notes and notes and notebooks. And I got so in my head because I wanted to come up with this title. Like I had to have the right title behind what I want to do. And I want to make sure it makes sense. And I swear to God, it it took me through career through career. And I'm like, what is this? And it went from like social media marketer to brand specialist. And I'm like, I hate logos. I ain't trying to do no logos. If somebody called me about a logo on my screen, I'm like, I can't do it. So I just took myself through that whole process and you got to work through it. And it's ugly and it's painful and it's frustrating, but like you got to work through those emotions to, to kind of get it all out and figure out where your headspace is because it will block you. It will literally block you and like, it's all in your head. And and some people, they're able to push through it and they're able, they're able to separate it. They're able to say, okay, that is the thing I'll figure out later. Let me move forward on this other thing. But for me, it was not. For two weeks, I was just paralyzed from doing anything because I was trying to figure out, well, am I going through a crisis? Like, what is this? So you gotta, you gotta make some decisions. You gotta give yourself the space to make those decisions. You cannot be stressed out in, in figuring it out because I was extremely stressed out and trying to figure out everything. And um, that stress ended up holding me back. So what I want people to walk away with is the understanding that all entrepreneurs go through this. We all go through it. We all struggle. We all make mistakes in the beginning. We all have had good clients and bad clients. We have had financial hiccups and business hiccups and and all the different things. And this is not my official announcement of like geek empowered is done. That's not what this is. It's change happening. Yes, change is happening. It is always happening. And one day I may be able to come on here and say, this is it. We did it. And this is our thing. And I have a team and, and all the stuff. But, um, but for now, 
y'all are going to have to ride this wave with me and and y'all can learn from my mistakes, literally learn from my mistakes. But what I want people to walk away with is know that you're not some special case where you're screwing up and all hope is lost. Um, understand that we all go through growth periods. We all learn lessons through our day to day getting through these things. Um, what I want people to know is that you have to give yourself grace and space. Give yourself a break. Do not be super hard on yourself because you can't figure things out. Again, for me, two weeks on the question of what do you want to do? Like, right? Like what, what I got, I got so caught up in my head because I know in my spirit, in my core, I know that whatever I want, business-wise, career-wise, life-wise, I can do that. And I, and I know not only do I have the power to do that, I know you have the power to do that. Like, I just know that. Like, I've been studying people, I've been watching people, I've been reading things, and I just know Literally, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. I know that down to my core. And I got so caught up in what if I make a mistake? And what if this is not my thing? And what if it's supposed to be some other thing? And what if I'm learning a lesson that I'm supposed to stop doing this thing and do something else? And da, 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 da. This is part of it. The mistakes that we go through, the businesses that we open up, the services that we provide, we are giving value to other people. We are serving our purpose, even if it's something that we're not going to do for the next 10 to 20 years. We're serving our, our purposes because we are reaching out to other people. We're affecting other people. People are watching. They are watching. They are being affected by what you do. They are learning from what you're doing. And if we weren't making these mistakes and going out here and doing all these things, nobody would know. Nobody would know. It'll just be all in our head. And we'll be doing some other thing. So just understand that that's all part of the process. So we're going to wrap the episode up on that note. Make sure to still follow me at Geek Empowered on our Instagram. My personal Instagram at ahimuema.co. I know that's real difficult to spell. So E-H-I-M-W-E-N-M-A dot co. Oh my God, I'm like questioning myself on my own spelling. Let me hurry up and look. Let me hurry up and look. That is my personal. Also follow me on Twitter at A-H-I-M-U, first name E-H-I, last name A-I-M-I-U-W. I misspelled my Instagram, E-H-I-M-W-E-M-A dot co. And then also follow us on Code Burnout if you can. So catch us next time. Bye.